Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man on the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, we've got more or less a full house. So uh, we got back from a few weeks off. We've got Scott, all right? How do. Excellent. Uh, we got Jesse. Looking for. We've got Adam. Hello. And we've got Emma. Hello. Buno Estente. Right. <laughs> We're going to be Italian now. That's fun. <laughs> si, senor. <laughs> Aqua Minerale, no gazzetto. Uh, right, we're going to be talking about the FA Cup this week and bits and bobs of news, European leagues, the Premier League this weekend coming up. So quickly, we'll just knit through the FA Cup because I know that nobody here really likes it. So it's the... I mean, we're, we're about two games away from me really liking it. Oh, are we? Okay. <laughs> so it's the FA Cup fifth round. So... This week, uh, it has been Burnley nil, Vangelis Bournemouth 2. John Terry and Patrick Ruhier have been linked with um, that vacancy there. Uh, Manchester United 1, West Ham 0. Scott McTominay with a... I thought he took that goal rather well um, because the ball was sort of laid off to him and he had to adjust his sort of run-up and... uh, as he went to strike that ball. Uh, I thought he did that. Also, uh, Bruno running off and shouting, hey, that ball was for me, motherfucker, while they celebrated me. <laughs> so, pretty good as well. Um, but I think this feels... said in Portuguese now? Uh, no, he said it in plain English. Um, <laughs> although I did feel sorry for the West Ham substitute, who was then himself substituted. He had a bit of an Ali Dyer moment. Uh, Swansea won Manchester City 3. Leicester won Brighton 0. Swansea won Bristol City 0. Finally, last night, boys and girls, uh, Everton 5, Spurs 4. It was 3 2 at half time with three Everton goals in seven minutes, having gone 1 0 behind. Full time, it's 4 4. Uh, I can't remember who scored the winning goal. Who scored the winning goal? Bernard. Bernard, he did. That's right. Uh, no, it was fra- a beautiful goal it was. It was, especially as he was linked with a move out in January, wasn't he? To Roman, no less. Yeah. Um, that, goal, that goal was ruined by VAR. Why? Did it have to have a look? No, just the pro- just the. That was such a a great goal that you should be able to. That that's the kind of celebration you lose out on because you don't want to, in 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 extra time you don't want to overcommit to a, what you think might be a five four winner, <laughs> only to only to have oh we've got to check this with VAR. You think that's why Ancelotti took a little sip of his drink rather than celebrate? He knew there was a VAR check coming. No, because it's because he just oozes cool from every inch of his body. <laughs> Uh, no Hammers, no Andre Gomez, and no Jordan Pickford, of course. Um, no problem. <clears throat> no problem at all. Jose, uh, some people are finding quotes from Jose from about 15, 16 years ago, where he said, if I lose by four goals, I would take my team off the pitch or something like that, haven't they? You say finding, my Arsenal supporting friend had them at the, the tip of his fingertips. <laughs> Could he just retire? And so, this it... is why I'm mad at this game. Like, it was, it was fun, whatever, enjoyable, whatever. 
But the more we don't lose by disastrous amounts or play like, you know, um, like creditable <clears throat> shit, mm-hmm. the less we have the chance to just get rid of Jose definitively. His comments was 5-4 is a hockey score, not a football score. In a free match, in a free against free training match, if the score reaches 5-4, I send the players back to the dressing room as they're not defending properly. <laughs> he meant he mentioned that in the North London derby in 0-4-0-5, which finished Tottenham 4, Arsenal 5, I think it was. Yeah. I think that was the quote he was um, on and... about. Yeah, Jake Humphreys was all over it. He, he, Jake, he was willing to make jokes about it. Yeah, yeah. Props don't, to Jake Humphreys. Don't not be giving, like. Not, not saying that regularly. Don't be like Jake Humphreys. Uh, Jose says when you score four goals, you have to win. Rio Ferdinand was um, was quite sort of uh, forthcoming. He called uh, Larice quote unquote embarrassing. He fell back almost into his goal. His arms are like powder puff. Um, did anyone feel? Hugo Lloris was particularly at fault for these goals. Nothing sort of screamed out at me. Yeah. This is a Larice error. Yeah, especially not in this like month or you know two or three weeks that we've had such outrageous keeper errors. This wasn't a particularly Larice match. It wasn't Alison esque, was it? It's a shame. It's a shame that um, I didn't say it. <laughs> it's a shame that Justin couldn't be on in the end because I would be. I wonder if there's something just about Larice where I think he looks like. Maybe normal chances look a little bit more error-like with him. I don't know whether maybe his stature. He's not the biggest goalkeeper, so he sometimes it looks like his his positioning is out or something like that. I think yeah. it's interesting that you say that because he's not. Um, I think he's not sort of this new um, body type of keeper where he's you know he's not De Gea or even Oblak esque where he doesn't go for the elastic type saves necessarily um so sometimes he looks less um i don't know if it's less sure or less like gymnastic um and so when he does make those just (laughs) or you see errors um it's easy to say that he's not great but he's very solid you know he really is solid in goal Um, i think that's just it you could probably look at Two or three of those goals, and say, mm, "I'm not. Go- I-, I can't go. Oh, that's a- he's had a clanger." But I think you could look at, look at them and say, "Oh, maybe he could have done better there. Maybe he could have done better there." Um... Yeah. Um, Rio also said that um, he felt sorry for Jose due to individual errors. Scott, you got your hand up because uh, Swindon legend Janaga Fjortoft also came out with a tweet saying that people are blaming Jose when. Spurs don't score and blaming Jose when they score so many. So, you know, that's your Swindon man talking. Um, what do you want to say? Oh, mine was just about Hugo Lloris. I wonder if it's like what Jesse was saying. Do you remember the bad injury got at Brighton maybe about 18 months ago? Yeah. I was just wondering if that was been on his mind ever since he's come back. Yeah, I was thinking about that as Jesse was talking as well, actually. So that could well be a, a fair point. Um, Great minds <clears throat> think alike. They do, and fools never differ. Uh, Harry Kane with his 209th Spurs goal. That moves in second behind Jimmy Greaves. is on 266. Do we think Harry Kane is going to beat that figure? 266? For Spurs is the probably important thing. League goals. 
goals for Spurs. Goals. That's why so I was in saying all comps. <clears throat> in all comps. Yep. Yes. Yeah. For Sp- okay. I'm not convinced he will. I think he's got to move somewhere else coming. That's why I kept saying to Spurs. Where in this current climate, hmm. where do you think he's going? I don't know. That's an, yeah, no, that's a fair point. In this, I wasn't thinking about this climate. I was just thinking in general. But yeah, it's that's like the, the Barcelona fan who decided to have a meltdown in midweek and how old? We out. Twenty-seven. Harry Kane is. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you talk about the Barcelona fan that put those really weird price tags on the players. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's, not a, it's not dignified that. It's a fake. It was a fake <laughs> anyway. So I was just thinking, in this current climate, who who's going to go for him? Where we're in the middle of middle of a pandemic, and most clubs are not doing well financially. What do you reckon if someone like City came in with their bottomless pit of oil a millions? Could, a club in Manchester could. Yeah. Play. Yeah. Um, because I think there's talk of <clears throat> there's talk of the of all, all of the Manchester all of both of the Manchester clubs <laughs> along with some others being in, being in the hunt for um, Erling Haaland in the summer. Wow. Is, is Kane might potentially be a uh, not too bad a second second <laughs> second prize. Yeah. Yeah. No. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> like it's all relative though about the current climate, right? Top. Like no, lots of clubs don't have money, but Tottenham also have a new hundred and fifty pound, hundred fifty million pound government backed loan. So they're not exactly flush with cash. Okay. Uh, right. Well, that was the FA Cup. Um, we'll move on to. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. It's done in front of the year, Jesse. Why pressure yourselves? Uh, right. Let's talk about some bits and bobs of leagues. So um, it was the Copper uh, Copper del Rey this week. Wasn't it, Emma? So Sevilla to Barcelona nil. Um, mm-hmm. I saw the second half, and I tell you what, I was kind of the only thing that impressed me about Barcelona really was the fact that whenever they took it in the swinging corner, they really stuck it down the throat of the Sevilla goalkeeper. That was obviously a, <laughs> a tactic they were trying, but that, that really that was all that they had going for them, wasn't it? Yeah, to get it to the non-existent big men in our <laughs> <laughs> Nothing impressed me about Barcelona. No. But Jules Koundé is amazing. Yes, a ninety million and... buyout clause, isn't he? Ninety million euros. Yes. Can so I I'm ask who who is in goal for Sevilla? Bono. Okay, cool. The was... the keeper, not the singer. Oh damn it! I was thinking of a U two joke. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I I got you. I got yeah, you. Yeah, you got to rummage around because you might still not find what you're looking for. <laughs> no, he was with or without you. <laughs> hey. Um. Yeah, go on, sorry. Adam's uh, like, I'm questioning every choice that led to this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> he just muted us all. Um, yeah, sorry, uh, so you weren't impressed. I mean, in some ways, is it better to be out of this cup now, Emma, because you can concentrate on coming second in the league? Leg. Oh, is there? Sorry. <laughs> sorry, I forgot it was two legs. <laughs> we still got time for another comeback. Oh, brilliant, right. Okay, is another comeback probably the last thing you want with a fixture calendar the way it is? Considering all of our players are getting muscle injuries and... We're making plays play with painkilling injections, potentially. I could do with not having this competition right now. Could Barcelona do with better video editors on their Twitter feed? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> do you want to explain that? Why did they think that was a good idea? Oh, I mean, it's always going to get found out, isn't it? Do you want to explain to listeners what happened then? 
Yeah, so uh, there is a clip of Jordi Alba who wanted a penalty for a non-existent <laughs> foul that <laughs> happened in the box. And uh, the Barcelona social media team chose to edit this clip so it makes it look more like that Alba was being rugby tackled to the ground rather than just falling over. But even... Um... Even without their funny editing, or even with their funny editing, sorry, it still looks like that Jordi Alba was leaning into the... I can't, I yeah. can't remember who it was, but it just still like he was leaning into him. It wasn't... A, it, in no way was it ever a penalty. Ever. And I don't know why everybody's so angry. I just don't... <laughs> it's like somebody, they, everybody else saw something different than I did, and I, I don't understand. I switched on just as the referee blew for half-time because he, I saw him walk down the pitch towards the goal where obviously the incident had happened uh, and he was talking to someone behind the goal. He's obviously some sort of official or something from Barcelona. Um, I was very impressed with uh, Alex Vidal as well. I thought he had a good game in the second half. Oh yeah, he did. Uh, and um, Rakitic's goal was very nice. That was lovely, wasn't it? With a sort of celebration as well. <laughs> it was a mild <laughs> celebration. Yeah. <laughs> it was respectful. He was like, I'm not getting injured celebrating. There are too many people <laughs> out. I can't risk it. And he wasn't afraid to stick it through Messi a few minutes afterwards, was he? It was. I was really happy for him, actually. <laughs> he got horribly treated um... at Barcelona the way he left. So I, like, I want good things for him. Good. Okay, well, look, this weekend, um, Atletico Madrid are on 51 points at the top of the league. Real Madrid 46, Barcelona 43, and Sevilla 42. I think Real Madrid had a game in the week, didn't they? Uh, yes, they played somebody who I don't remember now. But they Getafe. Won. They yes. played Getafe. That's right. Uh, so Granada are playing the Atletico Madrid, Sevilla playing Huesca, uh, Barca are playing Alaves, and Real Madrid are playing um, Valencia. Uh, in Italy, Scott, it was the Coppa Italia this week, wasn't it? So it was um, Atlanta 3, Napoli 1, and Inter progressed, uh, sorry, Juve progressed, sorry, as they drew 0-0 with Inter, but they progressed 2-1 aggregate, didn't they? Mm-hmm. And uh, Conte and Andre Agnelli had a lovely little spat after the game. Yeah, I saw that. He was walking off. Did he give him the flick of the finger or something? Conte flipped the bird. Yeah, that's right. N- not his... I think this could be his second misdemeanour on the touchline in three weeks. He's just come back from a too-much ban in the league where he swore at officials in the Udinese Inter game, which ended 0-0 a couple of weeks ago. He was in the Champions League that told him he'd got rubbish hair, or his hair was rubbish since his mm. transplant or something. It could have been anyone. I, I still wonder why why he wears a cap when it's raining, just because he's probably hiding something. Yeah. <laughs> um, Nicky Bandini today talking about his new Twitter account. He's trying to go full Jose, isn't he, with his Twitter? Have you seen that? With his uh, Instagram, oh, sorry. No. Have you not seen this? Has Antonio Conte got an Instagram account? He's got an Instagram account. He's trying to appear sort of a man of the people, so he's sort of... Uh, he's posted how he likes to uh, play pinball. He chill, chills out playing pinball, uh, drive golf carts around the inter training ground like some sort of lunatic because he's just one of the guys. Um, and he was in the stands, wasn't he? Or he was in a conference room, wasn't he, for the game this week because he got a touchline ban. Um, and it was yeah. his brother that was talking directly to the bench and he was shouting down at the microphone that his brother was trying to hold or the telephone that his brother was trying to hold. Uh, to get his message across, and he thought that made him look sort of like a. He, do you remember when they played Crotone about at the beginning of the year and they won six two? Yeah. And Alex Vidal, no, not Alex Vidal, Arturo Vidal, apologies, gave away a penalty, 
and he shouted out as the Crotone player was about to take the penalty, Alex, why do you break my fucking balls? Why do you break my fucking balls? <laughs> Uh, well, this weekend in Italy, uh, AC Milan top on 49 points, Inter 47, Juve 42, Roma 40. Uh, Roma playing Udinese, Inter playing Lazio, Napoli, Juventus, Spezia playing Milan. Some good ties in there, isn't there? Uh, yeah, I'm a bit fearful of Lazio. They have hit a decent run of form, so they beat Roma in the derby. They followed that up with a win at Atalanta in the league where they absolutely bossed them and they beat Calorie last weekend so I think they're one of the teams to watch out and they've also got a Champions League tie coming up because that's ne- next week Yeah. and now Roma have got a tough game against Udinese another lunchtime game second <laughs> one of the season yeah that was a bit weird your lunchtime game was against Roma uh, against Juve last week wasn't it I was hoping that might be some no, sort of evening kick no that was, a, that was a Saturday evening game oh was it yes it was not a yeah. sort of normal time that was suitable for my personal ledger habits unfortunately um, shame shame for you and shame for all of us on Twitter yeah exactly mm. uh, in the Bundesliga uh, so Bayern are now World Club Cup champions they beat Tigres earlier on uh, this evening that was a Benjamin Pavard goal um, sorry you're on mute Adam what did you say I said are they though are they really World Club champions well it's an asterisk for Auckland City isn't it have they defeated the world? No. That's as much as Tom Brady says that he's a world champion. Yeah. So, well, yeah, big asterisk. It is, exactly. That's because he apparently beat COVID because he's been going about without a mask everywhere. Oh, good. There you go. What a nice guy Florida, he sounds. Though. Different rules. <laughs> Florida rules. Different worlds. It's a whole Different world worlds. down there, see? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, at least the NBA, at least in the NBA when they claim to be world 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 champions, they've at least got a team from Canada. Well, <laughs> don't we have a? Isn't is there in the world? I should know this because it's America. What? But isn't the World Series just the states? Yes. No, the there's a. No, no, there's the, a Canadian team in the. The NBA. Blue Jays are a Canadian. Yeah. Toronto Blue Jays. To Toronto, yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Canada counts, <laughs> right? Canada's so, everybody else. Uh, yeah, so, so if the NFL want to claim that, they're going to have to claim either Buffalo or Seattle. Is in uh, going to have to give one of those up. <laughs> Buffalo. Buffalo. What's the What's the team? Uh, we could say that is it the Denver Broncos and the Simpsons at Homer managers. I mean, they are in the Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking of that one. What does he merge with? No, it doesn't. In the is it the Super Bowl episode? He asked to he wants to manage a, a football team, but it's the Denver Broncos. Oh, and he's not happy, no, is you're he? You're thinking of the one where he where Hank Scorpion buys him the Denver Broncos yes, when he wants to join the Dallas Cowboys. Yes. Um, Larry Flint died this week, and he's the subject of one of my favourite Simpsons jokes when Homer keeps getting him confused with Stephen Hawking. <laughs> um. In Germany, yeah, so Bayern are world champions, and they're also top of the Bundesliga. They're on forty-eight points. RB Leipzig on 41, Wolfsburg 38, Frankfurt 36. Bayern could be hamstrung for the next sort of couple of games or so because Jerome Boateng was absent today for personal reasons and Thomas Muller's now got coronavirus. Uh, so Frankfurt playing Cologne. Bayern on Monday when they get back are playing Armenia Byfield. RB Leipzig are playing Augsburg and Wolfsburg are playing Borussia Mönchengladbach. Uh, 
In France this week, um, Lille are top. They're on 54 points, two ahead of Lyon on 52, PSG on 51. So it's PSG v Nice, uh, Lyon Montpellier and Lille v Brest. Uh, this week there was the French Cup. Um, non lost 4-2 at home to Lens. So Raymond Dominic was sacked after seven winless games, which means he still hasn't won a game, a club game uh, as manager since 1993. Uh, and Neymar walked off the pitch uh, as PSG beat Khan 1-0 in the Cup. He was... Upset with the treatment he was getting from the Khan players and had been the victim of quite a few sort of cynical fouls. And I think it was one foul too many and he got up, didn't even bother waiting for the substitute and walked off the pitch. He's out for a month. I'm taking my ball home. It's my ball, I'm going home. Mm. It's my Achilles, I'm taking it home. Except it wasn't his ball. (laughs) So uh, he has said that, the club has said he's out for a month and you'll never guess what falls in this month. Is it PSG Happy birthday. You know, happy other people birthday. have been upset with the treatment that Neymar has given them too, but he hasn't seemed to mind that. <laughs> how many games, how, for how many years has he missed games around his Six. sister's birthday or when PSG <laughs> in Barcelona? He's 28, right? And I think he started very 29. So my guess is going to be 12 years. <laughs> Why doesn't he just put it in his contract, though? Why doesn't he just say, look, it I love probably her is. I want to mention, I want to celebrate her birthday with her, but he just. It's not because he like pulls some shit every day. Like, I don't. Well, it no, probably is in his contract, but PSG but don't want to admit with the club's consent. Yeah. Yeah. PSG don't want to admit there is tin pot as that. A uh, month absolutely covers the like travel, the quarantine, then the return trip, and the quarantine. And when's Mardi Gras? That's bullshit. That's this weekend, isn't it? Do you mean carnival? Carnival. Do you mean carnival? Mardi Gras, New Orleans, as you of were course. talking pre-pod. Because what's today? <laughs> that Thursday. Le Grand Dimanche. Not Dimanche. <laughs> Stop now before you say something even worse. I'll get Le Cote. Uh, right. Also around the gate, around um, this weekend, it's the um, African Champions League. Probably the pick of the tie is uh, we have Casablanca, who we know playing green against the Kaiser Chiefs. Um, in Zambia, it's the Lusaka Derby as Derby Zanico FC plays Red Arrows FC. Um, it's the Basel Zurich Derby as Basel play FC Zurich. And in Greece, it's the Derby of Eternal Enemies as Olympiakos play Panathinaikos. That sounds fun, doesn't it? Who doesn't fancy a bit of Derby of Eternal Enemies? <laughs> right, bits and bobs of news. Scott, let's start with John Sheridan. Do we have to? Yeah, so uh, it's his uh, swear box. And also tonight, you just mentioned on your Twitter about the fact that all these clubs keep recording their players. Yeah, so um, we had a goalkeeper, Mark Travers. He's on loan from Bournemouth. Uh, he's had to go back because apparently Asmir Begovic is injured and there was a a clause in his loan deal where if, there was a, the, if he got injured, he could return back to his parent club. We sent five players back and it's... It's harrowing, and I watched the game Tuesday night. <clears throat> yeah, that was bad. Swear, but he was—he con- constantly berated his players. It was borderline bullying tactics from the touchline. You tweeted a photo of someone who had made note of all the swear words they'd heard from the press box. Oh, that was my. That was my. Uh, yeah, my mate Dan, who I, uh, who's on the trust, and I write for his website. Um, it's a good mate of mine. He. For the first 15 minutes, he tw- uh, did a tally chart of all the Swindon players who got sworn at and abused by the manager. And I think it was 
15 swear words in the first 18 minutes aimed at players. Oy. That can only get you so far as a manager, can't it? Yeah, he got sacked from Notts County for for abusive language. Now it's like f- almost four years ago. Yeah. He should have been sacked about six weeks ago. He's not been he's there long, is he? No, he shouldn't have. He, he was the cheap option after Wellens went to Salford and it's not worked out. Well, we're second bottom, pretty much. Yeah. Mm. That's not going to get you higher than second bottom, is it? Having a sort of no. atmosphere like that. Okay. No. And also, one of the players online barked back at him at a clip and it wouldn't surprise me if you see me tweet out there's a sixth player who's been sent back to his parent <laughs> club. Uh, okay, other bits and bobs. Um, Luis Suarez at Liverpool Football Club said he felt he wasn't being challenged enough um, for his position. He wanted to be sort of challenged and feel some competition and the club was progressing somewhere. Things came to a head when Liverpool signed Fabio Barini. Poor Fabio. Uh, he felt that... Um, I'd forgotten about him. Yeah, uh, AC Milan legend when he felt that things weren't going that well. Oh dear, here's Fabio Verini. They need to sign some better players. Uh, Leagues one and two have um, had their scat. I've uh, uh, had their salary scrap. Salary, ugh, salary, salary cap, cap scrapped after. That's easy for you to say. Yeah, yeah. say that. Say that three times. <laughs> yeah. uh, after an appeal by the players' union, so clubs voted in August for a two and a half million pound cap in League One and one and a half million pound in League Two. Uh, and the anonymous League One chairman has said that, quote unquote, some clubs are on the brink. Having some sort of salary cap cost control uh, was a way of alleviating the pressure. And the PFA said the measure was rushed through without consultation of the players. So um, it seems like some sort of impasse has been reached. But the longer this goes on, uh, the worse this is going to be for players, fans and clubs. So, um, Adam, you wanted to me to mention this, didn't you? Turkey's voting for Christmas. Like. There are, there are players. There'll be players in playing for League One and League Two clubs who haven't been paid for months, and they're trying to fight against this to be able to pay more in wages. I know that this didn't go as far as the championship. We have the championship where the average wage to turnover ratio is one hundred and seven percent. Like these aren't sustainable business models, and like what's what's better in the long like. I think the PFA is doing its members a disservice because what's better in the long run for players having clubs that can pay them a relatively good salary but they get paid or have some pie in the sky numbers but have clubs going out of business left right and centre and wages going unpaid for months and ruining communities yeah Scott you're pretty much in the middle of leagues one and two being second bottom of league one um (laughs) What do you, as a fan of a low league team, make of um, the, the fact the cap has been removed? Are you worried for Swindon? Oh, I, I agree with Adam. Um, we had to sell one of our best players uh, to Charlton and our owner come out two days after and said that that will cover us pretty much until the end of February. And he's had to fork his own money and put it into the club and keep it going month by month because there's no income going in so you're going to see more clubs like this struggling that's not very long selling one of your best players will only last you until February yeah at the end of February yeah yeah this is is a player who had a a release clause so it could be half a million and that's covering wages 
people on furlough, etc., etc. Yeah, sorry, you I, also, I also resent the attitude of fans of clubs like Sunderland, and um, you'll probably see some Portsmouth fans like going with actually saying, "Why should we have a stadium and have nearly thirty thousand a week and be hamstrung? Because why should we be allowed to buy our way out of the league?" Basically, whereas, like. Just the, you're in that if you're so if you're so great financially because of all this, you're, you're in that position because you've been terribly run in some way or another. Like having something like just being able to buy your way out of, of into sort of an entrenched position of strength just doesn't sit well with me. And, and um, it's a or again sort of a level of greed going above and that's of an entitlement of fans that sort of like we should be able to buy our way out of it here and to hell with all the Berry fans for the as your club might disappear because you try and keep up with the Joneses and spend money you don't have. It's interesting you mentioned something because there was an Athletic article this week or last week maybe about uh, Transfer Deadline Day and it talked about how um, nobody at Swindon valued Will Grigg as higher, higher any higher Jeez, than what... Sunderland. Sunderland. Yeah, nobody. Sorry, nobody at Sunderland. You said you said, you said Swindon. Sorry, yes. did I say Swindon? Sorry, nobody. Yes. Nobody at Sunderland valued Will Grigg higher than one and a half million pounds, apart from the chairman, who saw it as some sort of game of brinksmanship. Uh, and eventually, they paid four million for Will Grigg, who did virtually nothing with them. So for all that, that was last. Of, that was last January. That's they right. Paid four and a half million for him. Yeah. So for all the sort of we're better than you, it was obviously. Um, Wigan sort of came with trumps in that deal, um, and now and now he's on loan at I think it's MK Dons. Yeah. So how much do you make from iFollow as a club? Do you know? Um, so for away games, no. For home games, and if you're a season ticket holder, it's free. Um, if you're not a season ticket holder, it's ten pounds, and for away games, it's ten pounds. Okay. So, so it's not free because you've bought a season ticket. Yeah. 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 So, sorry, yeah, but the the if you're a season ticket holder, that covers what yeah. you would have paid for your season ticket. Yeah, so it's not an awful lot, is it? No, no. I think you're going to see, if nothing happens, you're going to see a lot of clubs struggle. Regionalised uh, leagues. Out of, interest, out of interest, Scott, how much is the season ticket? I pay 300, I think it's three, 350 or 375. So between there's only 20... Three, 23 games, games yeah. yeah does that mean you'll get a refund on because you could have bought them for a tenner each cheaper yeah um i don't know what's going on <laughs> i think clubs are about to announce their season ticket prices for next season in the next couple of weeks or so it's very, it's very <laughs> interesting they're trying to sell season tickets with a whole with a sort of a uh 10 10 pound each, each yeah. eight for a hundred pound approach yeah regionalized leagues are coming scott do you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if that happens in the next couple of years, post-COVID. No, no, I'm not. It wouldn't surprise me to be honest. So I'm gonna. I've got. I've got a pitch to the FA to the FA board next week. Or my project <laughs> big picture. Um. Okay. What else but, have we got? But yeah, just it was just this. For me, the whole thing of this is this is to, this is people literally voting against their own self-interest. Yes. On a legal technicality as well. Yeah, uh, you you did mention championship clubs. Adam mentioned it. 
it what grates me is clubs selling their rights for their grounds just to make a profit. Can only do it once, though. Yeah, and that's Derby. Derby, yeah. Sheffield Wednesday. They didn't sell the rights to their ground. They sold their ground to their yeah. own. Yeah, yeah. And Sheffield Wednesday did it, didn't they? Yep. Yeah. And uh, they both were horrifically in debt in the t- at the time. Um, right, okay, we'll move on to the next thing. So, Jürgen Klopp's mum died of coronavirus in January uh, and the funeral was this Tuesday and he was unable to attend due to um, various different sort of quarantine restrictions. Very, very sad. Um, poss- quite possibly explains his recent attitudes and behaviours, maybe. Don't shake your head. He's lost his mum. Mister, I feel that you're cheapening this because you already know my opinion on this. So you're forcing me to sit here and do this. I'm so. the force you do. I mean, you know, you're here to give uh, your opinion on things. You are. Why? What is your opinion? I can't remember. No, liar. <laughs> uh, what else have we got? Ryan Reynolds and Rob. Oh, how do you say it? McElhenney? McElhenney. McElhenney. Or McElhenney? What does it say? Him. Uh, have taken control of Wrexham uh, from the Wrexham Supporters Trust and will invest £2 million. They both added W's to the front of their names on Twitter, so they've definitely bought into this whole uh, whole shenanigans. Um, what else have we got? Uh, in the Champions League, you for considering uh, changes from 2024. And then think about increasing the number of teams from 32 to 36. The group stage will be form- uh, changed into a one league format uh, each team plays five home games and five away games based on seedings top eight qualify uh, for the top 16 knockout and the next eight will be decided on playoffs um, some domestic leagues are unhappy with the effect this will have on their uh, domestic um, their own domestic leagues this kind of seems like UEFA doing all it can to stop a European Super League does it not seem like that a bit to you Emma? That it seems like they're halfway house, doesn't it? Mm. Like, maybe we can try this and then they won't want to break away and we won't have to mess around with stuff. But that sounds hideous. I hate it. <laughs> what, what, why are you just adding more pointless games to this tournament? What, who are the other teams going to be? The extra teams? Uh, I don't know how it's been worked out I like that it sounded like filler Real, like we're just a filler <laughs> team. <laughs> Who cares? These are just pointless games that nobody wants. Stop it. Well, I think hierarchies no, of European there is no alternative to that. Because no one wants no one wants no one actually wants straight knockout football as much as they claim they do. Mm-hmm. Clubs don't want straight knockout football. You either no, don't clubs want clubs don't want it. UEFA don't want straight knockout football because they lose games to it. No one wants it seeded because then it's just boring for rounds and rounds as well. Like, I'd, you have to have a degree of pointless games. It seems like UEFA. Come, I say, bring back the two group stages. That's all. That's the worst of all the ideas. <laughs> it seems like UEFA are trying to do what they can to stop this Super League. I mean, you've got to be of a certain age now anyway to remember the European Cup when it was a straight knockout stage as well. In the Champions League, I can't see... I mean, just you. Well, yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say podcast, just yeah. you, yeah. <laughs> um, I can't see the Champions League group format. But I can't see it going back to a sort of straight knockout. I don't think there's any appetite there for it, like you said. But I think UEFA have got its hands tied a little bit because the ambition of club chairman of the sort of super groups or the super teams of um, Europe really want this Super League 
and the UEFA are doing everything they can to keep their sort of golden nest egg, which is the Champions League, let you say. That's their cash cow, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And it's their yearly cash cow. You know, the Euros are here every four years, whereas mm. that's their annual cash cow, and that's what separates them from the, the other um, regions, I suppose. Anyone else want to say anything about the European Super League or those group stages, Jesse? It's so super. It just is. It just is so so super. You know. Only because Spurs won't be in it. Ah, oh, which is the most super thing. Can we can we very careful, very cleverly bring this onto the dicking about of um of the fixtures for this coming group set of UEFA competitions? Yes, we can talk about that if you want. This yeah. is the fixtures taking place outside of Germany for the second legs, is it? Well, it's outside of Germany, and so basically, no one wants an English team anywhere near them. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. <laughs> um, and it seems odd to me that uh, their teams are being punished for like. So, who is it at the moment? I know it's Le- Leipzig, Sociedad, Atletico uh, Madrid, and Chelsea. Gladbach. Atletico and who else? Gladbach. Gladbach. So all of them are having to not having a home game, but are coming to England where they will have a home home game. It seems to me that if you're in this position where if if Liverpool aren't allowed into to Germany to play Leipzig, then they should have played both of the games behind in a neutral venue. Yeah, it can't be so safe that. Yeah, if it's safe, if it's too dangerous for us to go over there, it's going to be the sort of same vice versa, isn't it? Are um, away goals going to count? Well, yeah, probably. Because everyone's away. Well, no, they're not. That's the thing. It's not going to be massively fair, is it? Is that Leipzig have to come to Anfield and Atleti have to go to Stamford Bridge? Doesn't this say more about the UK that you're just letting people in? <laughs> Pretty much. We let anybody in. <laughs> no, but don't bother testing. Well, no, we don't anymore. Now you have to. If you come in, you have to pay thirteen thirteen hundred pound to stay in a hotel. Yeah, but we well, we don't, haven't worked out where it is yet. Well, but... you know what happened last time? You let a bunch of Atleti fans into England. Well... <laughs> I'm just saying. You're the reason we're in this mess in the first place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't call it Spanish free for no reason. And the China Festival. I think you'll find this is called the China virus. How is it? <laughs> I think you'll find there's an extra syllable. I think you'll find if I've learned anything from the good people of America, there's an extra syllable in China. 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 No, I, be- I believe you called it China. <laughs> she was a wrestler, wasn't she? China. She um, was. God rest her soul. Um, yeah, it just seems odd to me that, in theory, we're the... We're the we're the we're we're being considered the screw ups by the other country and not being allowed in by their governments, but the the other team of teams are the one being punished. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think it should both both ties should place weight. So maybe the two teams could quarantine themselves. I think we can't quarantine themselves, can you? Because we've got domestic fixtures to play. So I have a question about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even know how to phrase this in a way that doesn't sound like intensely stupid. But you know what? You guys know me already. It's fine. <laughs> like, um, so when Jean Felix tested positive for COVID, he had played and been 
in training with the other players on his team, supposedly, presumably days earlier. Shouldn't they then, as like primary contacts, also have to then quarantine? But they didn't. They then went and played another team, putting them into. How how often though? Because they probably would have. They would have. They would have been. Tested. They'd have been tested. So if it was like the the rules in the NFL. Right, but but in the, the NFL the rules were... don't show for, like. You're supposed to after you come into contact. I'm just thinking educationally, right? If you like, oh no, I if, agree. You're right. Like, if you come into contact with a, with somebody who is positive, even if you t- even if you get tested and you test, I'm showing you my nose. That's hysterical. Even if you test negative, right, that day, symptoms can show for another ten to fourteen days. So shouldn't you have to quarantine for ten to fourteen days before you play? I will tell you this right now. Atleti have had a bunch of positive tests, <laughs> like recently, like a lot of them. I'm fairly sure that, like, the NFL rules, I'm fairly sure were that if you were deemed a close contact of someone who tested positive, you had to return two negative tests inside five days. Hmm. But they were also being tested, um, like, like their testing regime was pretty extreme sort of I think they claimed uh, they over during the Super Bowl they'd had over the season they'd had over a million COVID tests on players and personnel so well, that seems like a fucking waste of time well, given that Sergio <laughs> Roberto tested positive like 30 times in a month I'm guessing the players are getting tested a lot yeah yeah Birthday boy Sergio Roberto. Yeah, I hope you had a terrible day. <laughs> uh, right, okay, what else are we going to talk about? We'll talk about head injuries. Um, new concussion rules have been called deeply flawed, uh, say Charity no Headway. Shit. Yeah. Uh, it says new concussion. Hey, don't slag us off. We, at least we've got some rules. What the rest of you lot got? Uh, Listen, it... buddy, it's one. Th- is it worse if a tree falls in the forest here situation? Is it worse to have rules and not follow them? Or not have them at all. Rules are always there to be rules, aren't they? Right. You should definitely follow your rules. Well, this comes after Issa Diop um, played on for seven minutes after a clash with Anthony Martial. Um, he'd been assessed for two minutes uh, and was deemed on the told pitch. he could... never left the pitch. Never left the pitch on the pitch uh, and was deemed okay to carry on. And I think he was replaced that's at half time, wasn't he? Not how, and that's not how a head, how a head injury assessment should really work. Exactly. No. Um, and that's why, in rugby, that's, why in, that's why in rugby they have the temporary. Right. Temporary substitution, so players can go off, be assessed, either pass or fail the test, and then, if necessary, come back. Do you have to call the head injury, sir? It's This is really upsetting. There have been so many cases in all leagues. I am not blaming your... Well, I am. I'm not you shouldn't so blame us, because blaming. we're better than you. I am not. <laughs> everyone's better than us. Come on. That's not a metric I was you talking about all of, talking to all of yeah. you, in general. Not even people this on the podcast. Is, this, every single association yeah. has been putting their players' health dead last. To see W. Luis go back onto that pitch, bleeding through his head wrap, was a, was such a, an indication of where players' health falls. And the fact that we know, right, we've seen the effects of CTE. It is it is shameful. It's fucking shameful that they are doing this. 
you know, to say like, okay, fine, we're testing for COVID 170 times, fine, whatever, who cares? But, but, you know, it's, it's simple. There's a, there's a situation here where you could say you get an extra sub or pull the player off and, and, you know, do a temporary sub. Just fucking do and something. The solution to it is that you have a, um, an independent neurologist who makes the decision. So it isn't at the mercy of a club. It can't be gamed for a um, for a tactical reason. You can't have Jose Mourinho deciding after seventy minutes that no, he's, you he's also had enough. Obviously, of... though, can't leave it up to the to the official, and you cannot leave it up to the player themselves. You know, we saw Abel Hernandez who said, "Of course, every single time the player is going to ask to stay on the pitch, it's going to happen, and they can't." But again, to talk about the NFL, so. To talk about the NFL, that that used to be the culture in the NFL, right? Is that? Still is. I don't. I don't think it is anymore because it's not. It's taken out of their hands. So, um, for example, in the divisional round of, the, and this is news to Jesse because Jesse didn't even know the Super Bowl was happening. So I don't even <laughs> understand what that word. That's not language that I understand. In the divisional round, two of the four Super. Or, Essentially, superstar quarterbacks came out of the game because of... Was it in the divisional round or was it in the... It was in the divisional round, wasn't it, Emma? Uh, when Mahomes had to... When Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the they both round. left the game because of concussion and didn't come back. Now, that would have been an outrage 10 years ago. But people didn't bat an eyelid now because they have, the, they have protocols. They have independent independent assessments are made so when so they have spotters and they have the same in rugby they have independent people who know about head injuries who are spotting so if they see a player take a hit they'll then watch them and be like we need to assess that person and they'll get pulled from the game regardless of a coach regardless of a hit they have in nfl they have sensors in their helmets to assess force and, and things so because it's enforced at a level beyond clubs, no no one can be, no one's mad when Patrick Mahomes won't go back in the game because he says he's got a concussion because he's not the one saying, no, I won't go in. Right, you need head injury VAR. The doctor basically. above it is saying, yeah. he's not allowed in, I'm taking his helmet. I think what's going to happen is um, a footballer is going to have an injury on the pitch, carry on and then be deeply hurt afterwards. Uh, and that, well, we unfortunately, that we're going to have some, we're going to have some sort of sacrificial cow, aren't we, for the but rules to change? Again, we've already we've already had that. I mean, Brianna Scurry, who is the number one keeper for the states, has already is she's she had to retire early, and she's had no, traumatic. Like you, you think someone's going to die? No, well, no. I think a prominent Premier League, or I, I, I'm sure your goalkeeper was fantastic, but. It's. I think it's going to be in a prominent league on TV in front of millions and millions of people where this is going to happen. So again, in you know World Cup 2010, I think everybody saw, and maybe he's not prominent enough, but you know on a World Cup, worldly televised, globally televised, an Uruguayan player who went down was unconscious. Knew it was going to be I a Uruguayan. Your face, <laughs> I just knew it was a Uruguayan. <laughs> right, but like unconscious on the pitch begged to stay on you saw him wobble 
and they let him stay on the pitch, and he has not been able to play since. No, okay. it's going to be it's going to be a Harry Kane or someone like that. It's going to be someone of a very high profile in this country who people see day in day out. Didn't I see that happen to Jan Vertonghen? I'm just going to count that and say yeah. what happened in the, like, yeah. the, sec- the second minute of the 2014 World Cup final. Chris was it? Yeah, didn't continue. Is it, was it the Germany player? What was his he name? He carried Sorry. on. Christopher Kramer carried on, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, Christoph Kramer. Yeah, he got taken he, off. He, he got taken off. He continued for about twenty-five minutes. Yeah, or that's so. right. I think it's, it's gonna it, it, it's gonna be a clash of heads, or you know, a, a player in the Premier League of a very high caliber, and something's gonna happen to him, and he's gonna be out for many months. You afterwards. mean like Roman is breaking his skull? You mean like that? The whole thing, like it is. <sighs> yeah, as well, I suppose so. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Ryan Mason because, like, we can sit. I can sit here and say like the solution is this, and you can have independent things, but like you need a solution that works at all levels of football, and we don't need to go far down the leagues until Swindon have to sell their best player to survive till February. They can't afford to have neurologists at games doing the. Well, the FA pay for that, don't they? Potential. Pardon. The FA would pay for that, wouldn't they? Well, and I think though, (laughs) I think the issue is that head trauma and concussion trauma is cumulative so it you have to also instill some sort of protocol at youth levels right because the more impact play and the more concussions you sustain at youth levels right but also football is only at this point then you football is only a uh, like a semi-contact sport this isn't ice hockey or rugby or again american football where people are having their quote-unquote bell rung every other game right i think as well um these all require long-term solutions and none of these long-term solutions were going to help david boys win a cup tie at old trafford the other day hence it's a deal staying on as well yeah. we're very far too short-termist anyway Move on with other bits and bobs of news. Um, an independent review on sexual abuse in the Scottish footballers highlighted but not named coaches who worked with clubs including Celtic Rangers and Motherwell from the 1970s to the 1990s. Uh, MLS would kick off on April the 17th after a deal was reached between the league and the players where they'll get 100% of their uh, salary during the COVID times. Um, Hernan Crispo's quit as coach of defence just this year after the Copa Sudamericana win. Um, he's had multiple job offers, including with Chile. Uh, and finally, um, okay, abuse of players, managers, referees. Uh, Steve Bruce has said he's had a death threat this week. Mike Dean was asked to be removed because of death threats. We're talking about uh, abuse of uh, people involved within football so that also extends out to pundits as well um, this has got a long history going back to abuse of black players in the 1980s through to recent social media abuse uh, how do we affect the change on this because lots of people put forward solutions this week uh, you aren't allowed to have a uh, an anonymous name you have to have your own name well you know lots of people use social media as some sort of um, safe place to, to be anonymous uh, because they fear of abuse in their own countries. Some people say... I saw that. I saw that counter-argument, but what you could have is you could have people... You have to, like, register... Like, in some way, you have to put your name to your account, even if your whole actual identity is behind a pseudonym or an avatar, right? You could have to... 
apply and such so that they it's so it's about whether you trust the people behind any of the platforms right and mm. sort of the the power and the sort of levels of big brother but you could say that to have a twitter account twitter needs to know who you are yeah. you don't need to necessarily go on twitter and say hi i'm chris Etchingham. but if you start tweeting someone saying i'm going to kill you yeah it's easy to find that chris Etchingham tweeted that uh, yes, I understand that. Um, the other thing is, well, people are saying that you should have to register your um, uh, your birth certificate, your passport, or your driving license, or something. And again, others have counteracted that by saying uh, that not everyone can afford to have a passport or a driving license. Uh, not everybody has a birth certificate. I don't have a birth certificate, so it's it's difficult to police that as well. Scott, you got your hand in here. Um, I was just gonna say what adam was talking about on i think it's on twitter don't you have to put down your mobile phone number and something else and if you cannot provide those details your account is locked for a certain amount of time yeah but drug dealers have burner phones scott true <laughs> um, and also this is difficult to police from outside the UK a lot of this abuse for players comes from outside the United Kingdom as well so it falls outside sort of uh, UK police's jurisdiction and also did, some did you read the Chris did you read the Jonathan Lowe article that I sent you about it yes so the thing that I hadn't ever thought about that really scared me in that article was the idea that some of this could be bots yeah yeah true yeah also a lot of the players are getting horrifically racially abused on their Instagram accounts yeah. now. I think a lot of players, I think probably in the last few weeks, have been targeted on Instagram. So I'm going to put it out there, and like this is, I have to walk this tightrope quite delicately because of how <laughs> I'm trying to say it. <laughs> Football doesn't necessarily have only have a race problem. It definitely does, but. I think the overriding factor is actually that football has a hate problem. Yes. And yeah. this is driven by hate. And this is, uh, I think, that it is someone trying to use that hate in any way. And they will use whichever lever they have there to pull. If they think the way to get to someone is to racially abuse them, they'll racially abuse them. If they want to get a Rio Ferdinand, they'll talk about how his wife died. If they want to get a. <laughs> Yeah. At other players, they will pick whatever attribute they have. And there's plenty. And there's plenty of conservative, blue-ticked people who come out with hatred on social media, aren't they? Uh, you know, there was a president for quite a long time coming out with this sort of stuff. And prime minister. And a prime minister as prime well. Minister, yeah. Let's not. We've got a prime minister who uses openly bigoted language. Yeah. Um, Emma, you. Uh, some people say that. Um, users should lock their account i remember someone replying to you saying why don't you lock your account and i rather gentlemanly replied saying she shouldn't have to and you agreed mm-hmm. um what do you say to people who say things to you like you should protect your own status or protect your own account because you've left twitter because of these reasons jesse's gets these messages quite a lot what do you say to people who say it's up to you to protect yourself well i mean how can you do that you could you can only block so many people and people there was somebody on Twitter kept creating accounts 
just to abuse me. Did they? Yeah. Even no matter how many times I blocked them. So I. There's this, no this limit I... to that. There's and if you complain to Twitter about it, they don't do anything about it anyway. So what happens when you complain to Twitter? They they send you a message saying, "Oh, we'll, we'll look into it and we'll see what the problem is." And then, and then about a month later, you get a message saying they did violate the terms and conditions. They've yeah, been banned right. for eight hours. And then they make another one. The messages, and yeah. then they can have their account back. And then a lot of people say, like, the well, just ignore done. them. But just ignoring them, like, why is it on you? Why is it on yeah. Emma? Why should Something she I have saw to ignore it? Online that I thought was fascinating about, uh, uh, and for me, a real eye-opening experience of what I imagine life must be like trying to live it online for someone like like Jesse or Emma was it was this some twitch gamer woman girl I don't know how old she was um in her 20s probably and she'd someone had sent her some sassy not sassy that's putting someone sent her some horrible comment on her twitch stream while she was playing and she just went on like this two-minute rant just absolutely annihilating this guy and it went viral because of like she's owned him and stuff like that great but when you dig into the details you see her she's like it's actually a twitter thread and she talks about how like abuse started for her when she was had when her account she had like 70 followers and was getting like no like tens people watching her streams and stuff like she said like at that point she had someone who was doing what emma said creating multiple accounts to continually offend her this isn't just about someone who has hundreds of thousands of followers this is just this is just life right like and so i think what we're we're expanding this out to say that we sort of like as i'm sure we probably all know deep down is that like so, football is essentially just holding a mirror up to society, so we're, we're close to saying that society has a hate problem. Yeah, like and you're right. You know, it's one thing for it's putting a bandaid every time, like you, I don't know, ban or delete the comments aimed at like Axel Twanzebe and whoever it was today. Like whoever it was, we don't even know who it was today, but you could do that individually. But that's not fixing the problem. <laughs> Plus, it's also then, you know, you're not, you're leaving trauma on each of those people, right? Like Axel Twansebe is what, like 23 years old. Mm. That's that leaves lasting trauma. Um, so rather than waiting for the abuse to happen, because it will, like Adam said, like we all know that's that shit's gonna keep happening. Um, somebody has to fuck. Somebody has to do something. And I forget who. I don't know if it was the FA or I think it was actually the FA who said like this is terrible we need the social media platforms to tighten their restrictions <laughs> like and we know the social media platforms are then going to say like this is terrible we need the governments to do something as they have done like, today they've all done today yeah exactly. they, they sent an open and letter to Facebook and stuff right the FA that's not going to work is, to an extent some of that is some is that some of that's grandstanding some of that is um, trying to shift some of the blame because just look, just think about if you listen to podcasts from eighteen months ago, probably just guessing when we when fans were allowed in the game, we had that period where we had games where the guy who racially abused Raheem Sterling, and then next week someone else else did it. Like, and that was 
kind of there's a, a quote, Chris, in that um, Jonathan Lupe's from the the Harringay Town Manager, where he talked about. I think the quote is that what does he say? Um, uh, we talk about we keep talking about it being a minority, but he says, but they're amongst the majority. But the majority are doing nothing about it, then they're just as guilty. And when you're in a football, when you're in a stadium, that 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 rings true. I don't don't necessarily think that agree, that feels online because I don't ever feel online that I'm walking around as part of a, a group, right? And... Yeah, I would I would be more inclined to say if someone if I saw someone abusing someone online, I'd be more inclined to say something than if they were stood next to me. I, I, that, that's probably a failing on my part for not being big enough that's... to say to someone stood next to me. But you know, I'm just as likely to not want to get my face mashed in as yeah, as, look, as saying I, that to someone. I can think of two occasions at. When I've been to see Everton play, well, I when I look back at myself, I think I'm disappointed I didn't go and yeah. say something. But one time they they were, I was on my own, and three of them were they were three bigger boys. <laughs> and I think the other thing as well in this is when you see footballers put out statements saying I've been abused and here's the screenshots, blah blah blah. Equally as bad are people saying this is bad, but you should score more goals and you won't get this abuse. They're they're just as bad in the replies as well. Look, it's the people, and it's the, the volume of this happens. I think like, I get on set piece menu. Rory Smith alluded to the fact that I reckon he he reckoned that if you picked every Premier League, like, probably there isn't a Premier League game that goes by where a player there isn't some form of racist abuse aimed at a player. Which oh, we've got, we brought this up with no real solutions, but it, it builds. There is well. It, I mean, greater minds than us haven't thought of it. I haven't listened to this week's set piece menu because I didn't send the late, I didn't send the question, so I haven't listened to it yet. <laughs> right, we'll move on and talk Nothing about the. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about the Premier League games happening this weekend. So um, Saturday lunchtime, twelve thirty, BT Sport. It's the um, Peggy Arpex said derby. That is Leicester versus Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool targeting a fourth straight win um, at Leicester, where they won four 0 last season. Liverpool have lost their last two, uh, and Leicester drew their last game 0-0 with Wolves. James Madison, though, his last six at games at home, he's got four goals and two assists. Um, Scott is in the mood, isn't he? He is. Um, I'm afraid to say I think Liverpool's problems might continue at the weekend. Do you feel confident about it? Uh, no, more so for the fact that, despite the fact we signed two centre-backs in the transfer window, we still started with Henderson and Fabinho uh, last week, which I couldn't fathom for the life of me. Um, ben Davis wasn't even in the squad, so I hope Klopp has a bit of a think about that. Well, of course, he is extenuating circumstances, of course, at the moment. Of course, but, but Fabinho can play at centre-back, and he has done in the past. He has. I'd rather he played in midfield, though. And if you've got Ben Davis and Kabak, uh, you're now in a position to be able to start moving him further forward. Or even Fabinho with one of the other defenders and you push Henderson back into midfield, I'd be more than happy with. Cool. Um, still think Madison, he's, he's hit top, he's hitting top form. Mm. And he's causing a lot of teams a lot of problems. And I think people think it's either him or Grealish for England, don't they? It's either him or, or Grealish. Yeah, people are talking No, about... I see Adam, Adam's just, shaking his head. I, I, I see what you're saying. I just think it's Grealish. I don't think that... I don't think that James Madison has that. I think James Madison is a, a, an incredibly talented footballer who plays a position that doesn't exist in Gareth Southgate's team. 
And you got Mason Mount and you know Mason, others yeah, as well. Yeah, true. Mason Mount, but true. Mason Mount can play as part of about... play in the midfield. So yeah. he played even in midfield too, but definitely a midfield three. He could play in the midfield three. James Madison is essentially a number ten. Okay. That plays out wide, basically. For in in Leicester's system, um, I feel Liverpool could struggle. Yeah. And... Oh come on, guys, make me cheer me up. No. I can cheer you why up. should you've we? Only, you've only won two of seven Premier League games this this year. Yeah. Oh God, Emma, Jesse, come on, cheer me up. Can, can I also say, even a Swindon, an ex-Swindon loney scored against you last week. Emma, Jesse, cheer me up, please. <laughs> uh. Liverpool are better away from home than they are at home right now. Actually, Leicester um, Leicester are better away from home than they are at home. There you go, nil nil. Oh, I take you know, I I, I take a nil nil. <laughs> you don't have any hope. Deepak Origi to have to deal with anymore. We do, don't we? we no, yeah, that. I don't think they sold that's him. That's going to upset him. Yeah, he's fan right here. He's my yeah, baby. You're gonna be great. You're gonna he's, be my, great. he's my baby. How smug is Brendan Rodgers going to be if he does win? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Unbearably. Brilliant. <laughs> those teeth. You're going to see those. But either way, there's going to be some teeth on his <laughs> Oh, yeah. Ross Geller up front for Liverpool. This is, you know what? Here's what I could say. This is not going to be boring. That's very true. It won't be boring. Uh, Crystal Palace versus Burnley. It might be. <laughs> might be. Yeah. Crystal Palace versus Benny, three o'clock on Sky. Um, since 2014, both teams got five wins each uh, playing this fixture. These are the two teams with the oldest average starting 11 this season. So Palace, 29 years, 203 days. Burnley, 28 years, 271 days. Are they both going to be sort of wheezing around by the end of the game with Zimmer frames? I'd pay to see it. Yeah. Mind you, I'd pay to be 29 again. So, you know, what can, <laughs> what can you do? Walking football. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's probably one. where I'm going. <laughs> like that episode of Father Ted where they played football. Um, Jesse, how do you reckon this one's going to go? Is Wilfred Zaha still out? I know she's... We can do this whole thing where I can be Jesse this time. <laughs> I got really confused in last time and ended up... At the end of the podcast was anarchy and you know how much that's <laughs> So should I not respond? Should I let you respond? Just I say, know I'm confused. Just I'm gonna say look it... into the I'm gonna look into the injury position of, of Wilfred Zaha. Well, right. See, usually you do how did they last lose against Burnley? That was your last week's sort of metric. Oh right, well I've got no idea. Palace and Burnley, presumably they both lost. They've seen Burnley do alright against Burnley. Sorry? Burnley probably do okay against Burnley when they play each other in training. <laughs> they probably do all right. Wilfred Zaha. Now I don't even remember what we're talking about. <laughs> Zaha's ruled out. Oh no, Wilfred Zaha! Breaking news. Don't worry. Oh, it's, it's going to be a game of football that happens and nobody remembers. This is true. Yeah, not as exciting or boring as Liverpool Leicester. Where uh, a beer, where as a is probably the best player on the pitch. He's fabulous. He's tremendous. Uh, okay, Manchester City versus Spurs, half past five on Sky. That's yeah. the Ben Thatcher derby. Uh, Rodrigo Diaz and Fernandinho are doubts there, Jesse. Um, City at home versus Spurs. They've in their last ten games. They've won seven, drawn two, and lost one. Um, what, might, what might be more telling, Jesse, is that. In all competitions, Man City have won their last 15 games, breaking from straight. The last team that beat Man City in the league? Who's that, Jesse? 
blah, blah, blah. It's first. doesn't matter. City's going to win. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only questions, I think, are what ridiculous combination Mourinho decides to go with, how much he fucks with Deli's head, and how angry he gets on the touchline. That's it. And what reason Gareth Bale calls him sick with. It's <laughs> car stuff. Adam, we're Goal. all feeling a certain way. Goalfighters. <laughs> uh, Brighton versus Aston Villa, uh, 8 o'clock on Sky, Steve Sidwell, Derby. Um, Emma, only Manchester City are on a longer unbeaten run in the league than Brighton. Brighton are unbeaten in five. Uh, and they've got th- their last three home Premier League wins have all come in separate years. December 2019, June 2020 and February 2021. That's weird. Yeah. How do you think this one's going to go? Who did you steal that off? Uh, my secret website where I get things from. We'll talk to <laughs> yeah, we'll talk to Duncan Alexander later. It wasn't Duncan Alexander and it wasn't Richard Jolly. Oh shit, that means it's probably wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you also take someone check. <laughs> also, Emma, uh, Villa's eleven Premier League wins this season um, include six away, and they beat Arsenal last week. How do you think this one's going to go? They did beat Arsenal last week, but that was an Arsenaling. So you, 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 you really... <laughs> the heady, the heady heights of beating Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, that's not a badge of honour, is it? That's oh, you beat Arsenal, good. That's, that's the bare minimum. Okay. Um, I would expect from a team. How's it going to go? I think that Villa will probably win. Okay. Based on them being better than Brighton. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else want to challenge that flawless theory? <laughs> the logic. Just, I can't argue with the logic. I'd love to come up with something, but. I'm... It's there, isn't what it? What am I supposed to say to that? Can't do anything, can you? Okay. I'm, I'm... We'll move on to Sunday then. Uh, Saints for, or Southampton versus Wolves, 12 o'clock on Amazon Prime in the RIP Dean Richards. Uh, Dean Richards, Derby. They, they play today as well. Oh, do they? Oh, in the Cup? In the FA Cup, like three hours ago. Oh, how did that go? Southampton won two 0 I think. Did they? Okay, well they were due yeah, win, weren't they? Sun, this is Thursday today, and that's Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. So with Southampton were due win because they lost their last five. Uh, Wolves have won one out of five. James Ward-Prowse scored his fourth uh, free kick last week. He is um, only two players have got to five scoring five direct free kicks in a season. Who were they? David Beckham. David Beckham is one. One is a Newcastle legend from 2001, 2002. Norberto. Norberto Stolano. No, he was en français. Lauren Robert. Lauren Robert. He was in Mule. I wish it was the trumpet player, Norberto Solano. I want to point out that if we, if you go back and listen to podcasts, we, we were quite... We, we, we were quick on this sort of Southampton... I say we, I mean me, but as a collective, <laughs> I'm wanting to share out this, share out this one. But we were quick on this now. We were ahead of the head of the curve on this narrative change on Southampton. That people carried on saying it's plucky Southampton, they're doing well. But by that point, they they started to turn, and we're the ones who don't look silly when they lose nine nil. It's very true. Wolves have scored the most goals from set pieces um, this season. They, uh, uh, sorry, they've scored more goals from set pieces than open play this season. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a very different stat. Yeah, so they scored twelve goals. Yeah, that's more than they scored from um, open play, uh, and they've not opened scoring in the last thirteen Premier League games. So if you go ahead against them, then you're most likely to win, or if you don't give away any set pieces. So what you're saying is probably not going to be nine nil. 
Wow. You'd be a fool not to predict a 9 0 involving Southampton. <laughs> it depends how many corners you give fools. <laughs> and if you have your own bed to rack in your dream team. I was also quite far ahead on the slagging off of Wolves as well, so um, I really should have a number on this game and I don't. Being grumpy about everyone doesn't make you ahead of the curve, it just makes you morose. <laughs> Um, I want to point out that if it works for you, but then I'm also allowed to claim that a, a stop a stop clock is right twice. <laughs> Fair enough. Jesse Scott, how's this one going to go? It has to turn a corner in the league for Southampton somewhere, doesn't it? Yeah. So why why can't it be against Wolves, who they beat today? And who are kind of terrible. Are you going to agree with them? They are missing oh, a striker right, as well. Sorry, I was like, I thought Scott was just like they're playing early. I didn't realise they played each other so close. Oh, uh. it's a good job you're pretty. <laughs> Gonna edit no that bit out as well. No one <laughs> listens to me. It's okay. It's good oh, job. Good job you're pretty, Adam. Did you not listen to me listening to you? I did. Okay. I'm so gonna sit in the corner and cry. Oh. <laughs> uh, two o'clock on Sky uh, is West Brom versus Manchester United in the Fergie saying goodbye derby. Um, Big Sam versus Manchester United. He's won three. Derby, strictly speaking. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> All right, Brian Robson then. Uh, Romelu Lukaku. Romelu Lukaku. Uh, Big Sam versus Manchester United. He's won three, Jonathan drawn Green, five, and lost seventeen. Um, Jonathan Johnny Green Evans. as well. Who? We're just naming players. Johnny Evans. Uh, Kieran Richardson. Normally I'm not very good at this game. When no. before, so. Kieran Richardson. Um, <laughs> West Brom conceded the most goals, uh, 54, versus United, who scored the most, 49. Uh, this is probably the oh, week God. to Captain Bruno Fernandes, isn't it, in your fantasy team? Luke <laughs> Ronnie Woolworth. Well, I was just going to say Ronnie Woolworth. <laughs> um, two leaky defences. Um, I triple Captain Bruno against Sheffield United. That Oh, dear went horrifically I still think May United will win this at a canter because Big Sam's made West Brom a bit worse yeah um, Emma I say, know, a, I say a bit <laughs> Emma, a Man- Emma Manchester United have lost four to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer sorry under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer Manchester United have lost four games to teams in the bottom three Okay. This season, can you name them all? Is it? Can you name them all? <laughs> yeah. We know who the teams in the bottom three are. It's not that hard, is it? Yeah. So he struggled against oh, teams so... in the bottom three. <laughs> They're not going to lose this one, though, are they? No, this is very leaky, Big Sam, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He has made them worse, which is quite an achievement. Yeah. yeah. Do you think, as Ross said, that he'll resign before they get relegated so he can keep the... <laughs> you know we will. Yeah. Keep the relegation 100%. off his CV. 100%. Definitely. Four games to go. Uh, half past four on Sky, it's Arsenal versus Leeds in the David O'Leary derby. Uh, Arsenal are unbeaten in 27 versus promoted teams. That goes back to 2011. Um, Bukayo Saka has created the most chances in the league with 26 and has also won the most fouls with 42. Uh, he's also got five goals and two assists, so he may we want to stick in your fantasy team this week as well, guys. Uh, Adam, how do you reckon this one's going to go? Every once in a while, like, like Arteta just doesn't play him. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, your local team, Arsenal. How are they going to get on? Um, they're not very good, are they? No, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> but remember, they can't keep Arsenal in. Oh, no. Well, they can, though. But that's the question, is can they? 
whether it's just Nova in the see, mind. I can't see that midfield. I can't see that midfield dealing with just Leeds Anything. players just running around. Everywhere. Yeah. Um, remembering that Leno and Louise are going to be banned, so even Matt Ryan. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Matt Ryan's there. Can't catch. Oh yeah. Matt Ryan's. Yeah. Have more players. Um. Kieran Tierney and He's Thomas Party are injured. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that this is going to be a um, uh, a good day for Leeds. Oh, okay. No parts, no points. Wait, yeah. do they have enough players? Remember for Leeds, Bamford and Rafinha in recent weeks have looked in good form. Yeah, enough players, Jesse. I mean, they have. Eleven. Oh, 11? Do they have? Does that leave them with eleven? I think they've got eleven. They're a big team, Arsenal. <laughs> I think they might be okay. Their squad numbers go up to about seventy. So, uh, Everton versus Fulham on BT Sports seven o'clock at the Thomas Rodzinski Derby. Uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin, Pickford, and Hammers are all doubts. Adam. Um, Everton have won all fourteen of their home games in the Premier League versus Fulham. Wow. It's a gimme, surely. I think we might. I wonder if we might just not play Dominic Cavalier anyway. Just he's, when we played him at Craven Cottage, he scored in like seventeen seconds. Um, then you uh, almost dropped points in that game as well. We won five two, and they missed a penalty. Okay. <laughs> um, that was the game when Alex Awobi looked like look, decided for one game that he was going to play the first half like he was Lionel Messi. It was <laughs> bizarre. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's fine. It's a gimme. A gimme. Yeah. Anyone going to... Why gonna... are you saying that? What happened last time? Yeah. You said that's Newcastle, didn't you? You've got, you got Steve Bruce. That? I mean, you, you can say it every week if that's the really, result. Yeah, I, I really don't believe in, in Scott Parker. That's why. Fair. What, as that's an entity fair. or a manager? Oh. As an entity or as a manager? As an entity, I was thinking... he got this sort of... He managed to do this rebrand as like where he was like for some reason he was re- referred to as like England's Rose because he had a Spitfire haircut and <laughs> ran around a lot playing for bad teams. Someone did say he looks like one of those minor royals you see stood on the end of the balcony at Buckingham Palace at, at weddings. He's got that sort of air to him. Uh, Monday is West Ham versus Sheffield United. Six o'clock BT Sport. Raven Morrison Derby. David Moyes at home versus Sheffield United. He's played six and he's won six. Um, West Ham has scored 12 goals from free, indirect free kicks or corners. Sheffield United have conceded 10 from the same method. Um, that doesn't bode very well if you're a Sheffield United defender, does it, Jesse? That's got to be mainly corners, right? How many indirect <laughs> free kicks are you getting in yeah. the game? <laughs> How many dodgy passbacks at Sheffield United doing each game? Oh, um, since they returned to the Premier League, Billy Sharp's goals, Adam, have been worth uh, six goals, have been worth ten points. Okay. Billy bloody Sharp. Right, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you, d- you didn't believe him at the start of last season. Because that's six goals over a season and a half. <laughs> They're ten points. <laughs> It's not, like, <laughs> it's not like Theo Walcott scoring the fifth in a 5-0 win. His goals mean something. Some of them. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Our best four of them. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> um, this game's going to be really boring. I'm not going to watch it, but West Ham will win. Yeah, anybody else? Same. 
Suchek's available after his red card got rescinded, isn't he? Yes, I must remember to pick him this week. I've forgotten for about the last month. That's your fault, not mine. Yes, it wasn't an accusation. It was a statement. Of... Yeah, I know, I'm, <laughs> saying. I'm just saying. Uh, Jesse and Emma? Nothing good comes from football being played at... Did you say 6pm? 6pm. Yeah. Why yeah. are they doing these games again? I don't know. They didn't tell me. Do you want to know really why they're doing these games? Go on. Because it costs a lot of money to put to put a game on TV. Yeah, to be fair. And the games that are being paid for by the broadcasters, they don't want the traditional games of a 4.30 game, the 5.30 game. They don't want other games on at that time frame on TV but could detract from their audience watching that game. So it has to go in an empty slot where someone might watch it so they can sell advertising because economics. Okay. It's like in Spain, Emma would probably agree, where a lot of clubs over the last couple of years get the dreaded Monday night game. It's either Athletic Bilbao or Levante or Getafe. Leganes. Or Leganes when they're in the league. And it's, I think it's been Fulham quite a lot this season. Like, not not in the league, it's not. No, in the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, those clubs complain so much, they stopped doing that. There's no, we very rarely have a Friday or a Monday fixture now. But it isn't the Monday night game that's the, it's the Monday six o'clock game that's really, if you're Monday eight o'clock, then you're prime time. Oh, we don't have a six o'clock game. No, no, you don't. We do, though. Yeah, you're up against home and away or neighbours. Um, because we because we don't have a game. At, we don't have a Saturday, a Sunday where a game starts at eleven and we carry on playing. <laughs> <until> midnight. <laughs> you, you've not lived. Uh, uh, brilliant uh, in Italy. Finally, on Monday is Chelsea versus Newcastle. Eight o'clock on Sky. And the Celestine Babiaradai. Uh, Callum Wilson's out for eight weeks. Um, Chelsea home versus Newcastle. They've won 18, drawn six and lost one. Who's had a great week this week? Only Miguel Almiron. He's had his birthday uh, and he's found out that his baby will be a boy. Uh, and he scored three goals in four for Newcastle, but they've all been at home. Um, his T-shirt... Oh, so he was... you would have been disappointed if it was a girl. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm saying he found out he's having a baby boy. Ah, there you go. No, 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 no. That's not what you said. No, no, no. What did I say? He's lying to you here. There is no way that he has found out he's having a baby and at the same time found out he's having a boy. Well, it doesn't work that way. That is not what Chris was trying to sell there. No, I was trying to say he had his birth. Has anyone seen the thing on Twitter where he kicks the ball in the air? Oh, God, I hate... How many people died because of that? (laughs) He kicked the ball in the air and it burst blue. have a terrible birthday for doing a gender reveal. What's wrong with you? Yeah, well... Raul Jimenez did one, got it wrong, and had to do another one, and look what happened to him. Uh, yeah. What's wrong wow. with gender reveals? Just saying. What's wrong with gender reveals? Just they everything. murder people and also gender Sick in my mouth. and it's stupid. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, yeah, he's found out he's having a baby boy. Phew, there was a sigh of relief on his face when he realised it wasn't going to be one of those girls he was having. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how's he going to get on this week? Uh, I, I can't see anything other than a Chelsea win. Can anybody else? No, because Thomas Tuchel's made Chelsea incredibly hard to beat already. Yeah, but but Kepa's gonna, apparently going to be Chelsea's number one. 
<laughs> but it doesn't, it doesn't, that doesn't matter if they're only having no. about. I'm, I'm, the, Kepa could probably perform quite well in a Thomas Tuchel team because yeah. the problem that Kepa had was the sheer volume of shots because Lampard can organise a, def- a team in a defensive structure to stop counterattacks. Whereas I, the stat I told, I don't know what the stat is now, but I think the stat I told you from Thomas Tuchel's first two games was that under that Chelsea allowed in 180 minutes allowed the opposition teams five shots none of which were on target I mean even Kepa can keep those out <laughs> he can fair enough right that brings us to the end of our primary round of, end of our podcast anyone got any other business no right okay uh, we are Man on the Post we're part of the at Man on the Post network so you can find us on Twitter at Man on the Post Instagram Man on the Post you can find us on Facebook uh, you give us a like on there if you like what you hear, uh, you can subscribe to us uh, via Acast or uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify and all your future podcasts will fall automatically in your inbox. If you like what you hear, you can rate and review us. We appreciate all five-star reviews that we get. Um, Ali and Dave and Simon will be back on, um, on Monday to predict, uh, pre- review the games that we've been previewing. Uh, Scott, if they want to follow you on Twitter, how do they do that? Uh, at Scott underscore Monroe. Adam, if they want to follow you, how do they do that? Adam, I say 101, hashtag PS5. <laughs> Jesse? Um, at Jesse Loesch, hashtag uh, send P- Adam whatever he wants and me a PS5s. lot of puppy, <laughs> puppy videos. Uh, Emma, they can't follow you, can they? Because you're not on social no, media. No, but I will, I will accept a PlayStation 5. Why the children's... Come on, I will. I'll pass it on. While there's children starving in the world, you two deserve your Hashtag, PS5. This is why we all need to just move to fucking Scotland and start a vegan bakery. There we go. Right, guys, thank you ever so much for listening, for joining me, and always remember to keep your man on the post. Mm-hmm.